0: Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. How
1: nice for everyone for a Bills-Chiefs playoff game to happen in Orchard Park. That's the deal, as you know. Sunday, 6:30. So Sal and the Bills will not be making the uh, familiar, Sal, is that a good word, trip to Kansas City. You probably know the airport pretty well. You probably know the hotel, uh, the restaurant scene, everything, the the press entrance to Arrowhead Stadium. You know, all of that. You you can forget about it for a while, it seems. I I do
2: know all of that very well, actually, to be honest with you. The airport, not so much go. You get in and out, like it's right off the plane onto a bus. Um, except for, you know, in 21, we were not able to travel with the team, um, because they still had some COVID restrictions, but yes, Matt, uh, Mike, I mean, yeah, the, uh, the press entrance, where to go, all that kind of stuff for sure. And not the case this year, of course, Bill's, uh, you know, hosting the chiefs. This is, I've you know, kind of been thinking about a lot this week. This is really what they've been waiting for and working for, for four years. If you remember back after the COVID season and they lost in Kansas city on the, in the AFC Championship game, game that wasn't particularly close, Bills had a, a um, lead early. Right after that, we had Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean for their annual postseason press conferences, and the the theme was. Bean said he told the players in their exit meetings, "Our goal is to get this game here, to be here for home. That's what we need." Now he meant, I think, two things. Number one, getting the one seed and being home for the AFC Championship and throughout the playoffs, of course. But I think he also meant the Chiefs, right? This is the team. And then they had to go back to Kansas City. And again, they lost. We know what happened there a couple years ago. And this is what they've been working for. Now they have it. They have exactly what they've been working for to me for the last four years right here on Sunday.
3: It really is. It's just all set up for them, right? I mean, I I started saying last week after they got in as the two and were going to be home for, you know, two weeks if they could win the first one. This path is as easy. It's not easy, but it's as easy as any pathway they've had. Um, and part of that is the Bengals aren't in the in the picture, and the Chiefs are down. And you're home. You're going to get them at home. So the only thing left to do is go win. <laughs> you know, and like I yep. know that's the hardest part of all, right? Just get, go win. But uh, it's easy to say. Uh, I, I I feel like the pressure has got to be immense because they have been, like you're saying striving for this and now they've got it so you know go get it done
2: yeah i agree about the pressure i mean this is the team that you have not been able to get over and slay now granted cincinnati's in there too but they're not a part of this tournament this year um there's no pressure for me uh, to me on kansas city in this regard now granted they you know they of course want to win and you know they're they're expected to with patrick mahomes andy Reid, and have this great team but they have Lombardi's now And if they go on the road and lose in the AFC divisional round to Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, you know, there's not a lot of the same things we've been talking about for the last couple of years here, with playoff exits, there's a team that's ready made already. And, you know, there'll be question marks about that team and going forward, but it's not the same as it is here in Buffalo. You need to win this game. This is, you know, legacies could be on the line and are on the line. How the next several weeks go, including Sunday, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and what's Happened or hasn't happened yeah. over the last few years, right? I mean that that's how big this is.
3: It'd be a lot, yeah. It's a lot easier to foresee the Chiefs just tipping their hat, going, "Yeah, you know, good, good, great team over yep. there. Great quarterback, great, great, great. Good job. It was your turn. All right, we'll you know, we'll be back. You'll hear from us in September. Like that's. Whereas here, it's just gonna feel like, yeah, I, can't we ever please get anything to go our way? Like what is? And and that now you add into the mix. All these injuries that they suffered—you want to know about the value of having the one seed and not having to play the the wild card round? I mean, just look at the Bills injury report.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. And you know, today we heard from Sean McDermott, and then we got the official injury report later. We can go over that in a minute. And I'm also thinking about all the different things they've had to navigate through. It is—you guys brought it up earlier this week, maybe even today. I don't know, but you know last year they went through a lot of adversity and all the weather and things like that. It's different this year though. I don't, I don't think this team is running on fumes this year. Nothing, Mm nothing like that, but they are depleted with injuries, but they do have to have a, a a real big adjustment with their practice schedule and the weather and everything that's happening. So that's going to throw them off a little bit. But to me, like you're going into this game, you're going to get practices in, you're going to know who's available, who's not by the end of the week. It's going to suck. Not having some guys probably, um, and, you know, the bigger thing might be, they get eight days, you get six, and Andy Reid is very well known to be very good on extra rest. So is Sean McDermott, but Andy Reid gets it in this case. Um, so those things are all against you, but it doesn't matter. Once you kick off on Sunday at 6.30, that doesn't matter. You have them at home, you're playing a football game, it's go time, it's time to win. And yes, a lot of injuries. We had uh, today six guys not practiced due to injury. Another couple with uh, veteran rest days. It was an estimated injury report because they had a walkthrough today, not a full practice. So it's what would have happened. And um, a lot of the names that you know we've been talking about still not practicing Christian Benford, Terrell Bernard, Gabe Davis, um, Sam Martin, Taylor Rapp, Bill Inspector. And, and then you had just a couple of that rest days Floyd and Von Miller.
1: We'll analyze that some more here as we go. It's a good point Bulldog makes about just the cost of not. Getting the one, not sewing up your playoff position earlier, you know, playing week 18 all out, trailing in the fourth quarter in week 18. And, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey sat in week 18. Mark Andrews is back uh, at practice, practicing in full for Baltimore after a, a long break. As the Ravens, Jackson doesn't play week 18. And of course, the Ravens have last week off. What gets mentioned in the positive side of it is the Bills being on a roll. And looking mm-hmm. like, you know, momentum and all that stuff, but it does come at a cost. It doesn't have to be that you lose guys like they may have last week, but even the Pittsburgh game, it looked like it might, Sal, but it did not afford them uh, the opportunity to take guys out. I mean, that game stayed pretty close.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's a good point. And, you know, Kansas City did have to play last week, but they didn't the week before, and the Bills lost guys the week before. That was when they lost. Um, Tyrell Dodson, and when they lost, Gabe Davis. That's uh, when they lost, you know, Russell Rapp. Douglas. So, right. Taylor Rapp, you're right. All four of those guys that didn't play last week, right? That's when they lost those guys. Then you add on to it, the injuries they had this week. Um, and I talked to Josh Klingler, chief sideline reporter, on the Extra point show earlier today. And I said, how's their injury report look?" Now I haven't looked at their official injury report today. And he said... They're as healthy as they've been all year. That's what he said. Right. And you're like, okay, well, here we go. Might as well. Why not, right? Why not? Here comes the Chiefs and Mahomes and as healthy as they are. But look, there, there's, yeah, and, and it also coincides, how about this, right? Like with the fact that you get the two seed a couple years in a row and it's the, the non-buy anymore with the two seed because <laughs> yeah. of the way that the NFL has changed the playoff seeding, right? Just your luck that that happens. But, you know, I will tell you guys, like being at home in this game, to me is a massive deal because as you just mentioned Mike I've been to Arrowhead a lot and it is a really tough thing to hear the checks and the calls and all the line of scrimmage stuff sometimes you you, you have you can't even go in shotgun you got to go under center you know in certain situations if you're the bills like that's what the chiefs are facing here and that's why when you when people say it's it's Mahomes first road playoff game and I know there's some of papooing that maybe that's yeah, Mahomes. Doesn't matter. He's won on the road a lot. Yes, he has. There's no doubt about it. But I do think it's a different deal coming here than a lot of other pl- other places. And I do think it matters a ton the communication piece. A when the Bills are on offense to be able to communicate their own signals to each other, and B when the Chiefs are on offense because they won't be able to do that like they normally would at Arrowhead.
3: Right. And maybe the two weakest links on the Chiefs. Overall, I mean, the defense is excellent. The offense has had kind of a wobbly year, but we talked with our buddy Ross Tucker yesterday. He pointed it out. This came up with Alex Gold last hour too. Sal, their tackles are are sketchy, and so yeah. you, you add all that up. Like you know, hopefully that's that's it's you know significant advantage. Bills.
2: I agree with that. Uh, Wanye Morris was their starting left tackle. I think he. Klingler said he was in concussion protocol. He didn't play last week, maybe. I don't know exactly the details there, but they're they're monitoring that, right? So that's the one area. You're right about that. You know, the other one that I don't think is being talked about enough is the Chiefs' run defense has not been great this year. It's been okay, and they've had nice games. They've also had some troubles there. They rank, like, in the, I think, 24th in yards per play against, um, 19th in yards per game. I think that I was looking over, maybe 21st. But either way, it's like in the 20s or that, around 20th. Um, so there may be some opportunity to run the ball against this team. And again, like if you can check out of things, if you go to the line of scrimmage, just to think about this way, you have a, you you go to line of scrimmage, you're at Arrowhead and Josh sees a look and he wants to check to a run. You might not be able to get there in time because you got to be able to communicate that a little bit differently. You can do that at home when it's a quieter crowd, when you're on offense.
1: Well, Sal, it really has become what the bills want to be as, as an offense. Yeah. Uh, that running team that is not really slowed down here.
2: I agree. Um, they're running the ball well. I, you know, we're all maybe a little bit spoiled by what they did against Dallas, but by the way, I just off topic, kind of, Dan Quinn keeps getting all this love for head coaching opportunities. I'm like, have you seen his defense, like, the last several weeks? Seriously? Like, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Why, why are you running even against uh, the Packers? They're down, and uh, they know the Packers are going to run, and they're just still running dime, right? It just it seemed odd just, to me. Bills go
1: against just them. What's that, Mike? Shocking, shocking. Yes. Shockingly inept. Like, I did not I expect Dallas to lose that game, but what you're saying is completely right. I mean, they were just blown up up front, and just everything about that performance defensively by Dallas was just incredibly bad they never made an adjustment. Anyway, we
2: get a little bit, you know, maybe spoiled with those numbers. But the Bills have consistently run the ball pretty well this year. There's been some in-even games that's going to happen yep. throughout the course of a 17-game season. But if you look at their numbers, even last week, like, I mean, James Cook was fine last week. What, 4.4? He had 70-something yards. When they needed to get six yards, yeah. they got six yards, it seemed like. When they needed to run the ball. And I, I think that's how you can try to control this game against the Chiefs if you need to.
3: I, yeah, I mean the big plays by Allen, you know the Kincaid touchdown, the the long run by Allen, the, the great play by Shakir. The start of that game, as they're building their twenty-one nothing lead in that game on Monday night, it it there was plenty of James Cook in there, and it was uh-huh. it was very effective.
2: Agreed with you. So I, I do think that that's an area where. You know, because you don't want to give, even though the Chiefs' offense has had their struggles, we know that you don't want to give Patrick Mahomes in that group, you know, extra time, extra possessions, and turn the ball over and things like that. If you don't, if if you can play, and I'm not suggesting they should just suddenly go super conservative on offense. I'm saying, though, that that's a way to control the game a little more, right? And you can you can kind of get in a rhythm. You could be more, more balanced. That's what the key is. Well, you just said, Mike, how they're kind of doing what they want to do. I think it's the balance that matters, right? If you can get a team to know, hey, they can run on us, well, that's when then you get bigger shots down the field. And the Bills took a few of those. In the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, that that seam shot to Dalton Kincaid, right? They come out first down right after the the turnover. Bam! I mean, he's wide open early in the game. Dalton Kincaid on the side there. They he had he had Stefan Diggs for a touchdown, just a little bit more. Nice play by Eric Rowe. There were some plays like that that I think the Bills can you know get into if you have a a more balanced game. And and I'll also just this is part of the injury point. You you don't this not what you want to have, but because of the punter situation. Like, it would be great if, you know, even if you don't score on a drive, you're ending the drive around midfield, because that would help a lot.
1: Well, let's start with the injury stuff um, this far along into the conversation with the punter. So the Bills did sign their old punter to the practice squad. Is your expectation that he gets promoted and that Martin misses the game? Not right now it isn't. I think they need to...
2: They need to have options and insurance. That's the way I read this. Sam Martin came back in the game. He finished the game. It doesn't mean he's going to be totally well and fine and able to play, but he did do that against Pittsburgh and he did punt the ball for 45 yards. So I don't have an expectation right now that Matt Hawk's suddenly going to be the punter. I think they'll monitor it all week. I think they'll work on Sam Martin as much as they can and then decide on essentially Saturday if Sam Martin can go. And if not, then you're going to have to elevate Matt Hawk. Um, people have asked, you know, well, can't you just sign Matt Hawk to the active roster? Well, then you have to release someone. You can't release Sam Martin because you can't release an injured player. And if you did come up with an injury settlement for Sam Martin, he's done for at least three weeks. So that's just not an option. So he's got to be. It's either got to be Matt Hawk coming up and occupying another spot, or you just say, okay, that's it. I'm sorry. We're we we ha- yeah. we're just in a desperate straight here. We don't have... Um, Sam Martin. Um, I I would say this too, just to go back to yesterday, Bulldog, you asked me a great question about the practice squad and I didn't have it correct at the time, not completely correct, maybe half right. Yes. After looking at it today and going through it, you are allowed of the 16 practice squad members, you are allowed 10 players who have more than two years experience. Um, The other six must be two years or less they had 10 guys with more than two. Leonard Fournette was one of them. And again, I think there's more to Leonard Fournette being released, but someone from that group had to be released if you wanted to yep. sign Matt Hawk, basically. Right. Yep.
3: Um, on Hawk, I I, I want to make sure I've got this right in my head, if not, you know, well, uh, for on the radio. He, they liked him as the holder too, right? I, I would yep. think signing him to to potentially take Martin's place if it comes to that. The familiarity with Ferguson and Bass, like the comfort level there, like to me that almost outweighs how effective you are as mm. the punter. I mean, I not, not not you know I want I want you to punt as well as he can, okay? But I, I need that kicking game, especially in elements, to be buttoned up. And they had a rough game in that department on on Monday night. So um, I would bet Hawk certainly check that box for them too.
2: One hundred percent, no doubt about it. I think that's absolutely why you have to go back to and think about. You know what the position entails in this one week. If you need it, and you can't make a mistake here, so you got to get a guy who's familiar with your system, special teams wise. That even concludes kickoffs. How they want their kickoffs done. You know, you're playing for. You know, you play with the same group you had. Where they want it, how they want it, um, including holding. Maybe more than anything, as you said, you got to make sure that operation is down. So again, why do you make the signing early in the week? Because you need to give him reps just in case. If, if, if If Sam Martin can go, that's great. But if not, you can't just bring someone in late in the week. You've got to have someone there all week for insurance purposes and for reps' purposes.
1: All right, Sal, so what else? Maybe Terrell Bernard is the biggest concern here. And not surprisingly, I would say McDermott didn't really rule anybody out here. We're not getting week to week in the playoffs. If there's a chance, I think he'll want to, like he did today, perhaps, maybe – it really is looking good for all these guys, but um, you keep the door open.
2: I thought it was really interesting today, guys, that he said there's hope. Those are the, that's the word he used, hope, with Sorel Bernard. Now, I, how much hope? I don't know. Is it as tiny, tiny? Eh, we're going to have hope here. I don't know, but tiny hope, some hope, whatever hope, maybe a lot of hope. But anyway, he said he was in team meetings today. That's good. Um, and he said, he, he, McDermott said it, you know, considering how it looked, it could have been far worse. That's very encouraging on Tyrell Bernard. So we'll see how it goes this week. Um, You know, in the meantime, Tyrell Dodson, limited at practice today. That's good, obviously. Now, the good thing about Tyrell, remember, is he can play Mike. If you need him to play middle linebacker and call the signals, you have a guy that's done it. A.J. Klein's there, too. He did it last week when he came in. But normally where Dodson's the will, you can have – so at least you get a little bit of, you know, some comfortability there if that's Mm -hmm. the case. Um, Rasul Douglas – Told reporters, I'm reading for Thad Brown. I wasn't down there today with the traveling and all that. Um, he said again. He reiterated. I read Thad Brown say he reiterated he thought he could have played last week, so he's pretty confident he's going to play this week. So that's good news. We'll see about Christian Benford. That would be a big loss, I think, against this team because you obviously you know want to have all hands on deck against a Patrick Mahomes team. And I think Benford has played really well the second half of the year. Um, and then the other one's Taron Johnson. Now he's still in concussion protocol. But it's to me, it's great news that he was listed as limited today in concussion protocol, six days. But remember, Ty Johnson was cleared in five days last week. He suffered; he was in concussion protocol Sunday night. He was cleared on Friday to be able to play on the the, the, the game of the week over the weekend.
1: Yeah, and Johnson is big too. I didn't, I wasn't really I didn't really have them ranked when I started with Bernard. No, I got it. you know, yeah. you know <laughs> right. important player. And he has come back from a concussion quickly before, I mm-hmm. mean, just just to mention that, um, because it's a dangerous injury, but maybe one where if he can play, he'll play. It's the playoffs. I don't know. Um, seems like that could be possible, how they look at it here. Um, also, Davis, Sal. So yeah. Davis misses this practice to start the next week. Maybe the Bills feel like they can get along without him.
2: Maybe. I think they'd love to have him, right? Think about last week with um, Trent Shurfield. He didn't even have a target, right? I mean, so he didn't contribute much in the passing game. But if you look down, look at his snaps, 63%. Now, he's not eating up all of what Davis would normally get. Normally, you know, Gabe Davis is 90% of the snaps. Yeah. But they trusted Trent Shurfield to be on the field a lot. Um, now, Shakir was on the field a lot as well. I think he's really become a solid option. He's your slot guy. You did get a big play from Deontay Hardy, but if you could have Gabe Davis, I think that would be the best way to go. Trent Sherfield then can play more special teams things like that. Um, they they may feel in this game that that is true that you know or whatever that they they're good with what they have. But let's go back to our conversation last week. If you don't have Gabe Davis, guys, you might have to eat up one of those elevations with a wide receiver. That's where the issue comes in. Like You don't want to do that because if you, what if you have to elevate Matt Hawk now? It, 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 we talked all last week about the numbers, and I knew it, and I kept saying there's a numbers crunch coming, and sure enough, no Leonard Fournette gets elevated on Saturday. And then now, he obviously, they're moved on from Leonard Fournette. I wonder if he would have gotten elevated had they had, an, had a spot for him because of all the injuries and the ones that they, um, the, the guys that sat out, they had to account for. So to me, that's where the issue comes from. It's not necessarily even trading out Davis for Sherfield, where maybe you could feel you could do that. It's you got to elevate Andy Isabella if Gabe Davis doesn't go because you cannot go into a game with four healthy wide receivers. How they, they get two elevations per week? Two per week, unlimited per player. So Isabella could get elevated every right. single week, but yes, only two per week.
3: And if, so if Hawk has to be one, then they only have the one other one, right?
2: And then you're and then you have to look at what's going on at linebacker too. Now, okay. granted, and maybe they're maybe they're fine there. So it could work out. Maybe you only need Hawk and Isabella if you can't get Martin and Davis in time. Maybe the linebackers are all good to go. Um, I'm not sure. You know, but let's remember, they elevated A.J. Klein last week, and he was it was very important
1: that he was on that on the roster and on the field for them. All right, I'm sure there'll be more updates tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Thank you, Sal. You got it, guys.
3: There you go, Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearance is always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet?
1: Earlier we were talking about how Bulldog has the 13 seconds game saved, has never watched it, but still thinks he might. And I'm trying to understand like what, that, what those circumstances might be. Well, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Someone on our staff reportedly is not only going to watch that game, before Sundays, but more from the Bills and the Chiefs in recent years, how much more you're dying to know and who, I will tell you after the next sports update 803-0550, Mike Show and the Bulldog talk Bills Chiefs with us by calling in this is WGR
0: Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it